0: Welcome to Rise Resolute. I'm so excited about this episode today. We have Jenna Minecci here with us. She's the author of Surviving Seven. She has survived seven knee surgeries. I'm told maybe now eight. And um, she's a strength and conditioning coach and just really inspirational um, person. And she's here to share part of her story with us. So welcome, Jenna. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm so excited to share some of your story. If you would please start off for me by just sharing with our listeners a little bit about who you are and your journey so far.
1: Yes, of course. Well, um, basically, I'm a former soccer player, and um, I essentially have had multiple ACL injuries. Um, And I had to make the difficult decision to stop my playing career at age 14, Um, and I ended up facing a lot of challenges after that because after I ended my playing career, um, not only was I not able to fully rehabilitate from my injuries, but I ended up having failed surgeries, which required more surgeries. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's been a long journey and it's, I've learned a lot from everything I've been through and how to overcome and be resilient through these surgeries. So, um, it's just a huge goal of mine to help other women through struggles they have, especially encompassing sport and surgery, because it's just such a mental battle and we can feel so alone with it. So, um, I just, I ended up writing a book in order to help inspire, especially women, for and approaching ACL surgery,
0: and I just kind of want to share my knowledge and
1: help others to conquer their battles as well.
0: Awesome. I think that's so fantastic, and um, I'm super excited for the listeners to just sort of hear your wisdom and your knowledge because I don't think there are many folks like you out there who have been through so many knee surgeries. It's unbelievable. Um, so let's jump right in. Uh- Okay, I'd like to start us off with our quote um, for this episode, and the quote is this, my listeners, we either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves strong, the amount of work is the same. And we're going to touch on this quote as we hear more of Jenna's story. Just starting off, if you could just um, give us a little more detail on the challenges that you faced. I know you said you had multiple surgeries. If you could just kind of give um, our listeners just a little more detail for those who have been through ACL surgery so they can understand the magnitude of everything that's gone on with you. Just give us a little more detail about some of the challenges that you faced with both of your knees um, over the years.
1: Yeah. Um Well, I kind of touched on this before. Um, I had an initial ACL injury to each knee, and um, those typically, for most, require a a reconstructive surgery, which I chose to do, Uh, and I had surgery on both of my knees. This is during separate years, um, separate injuries, but after returning to soccer um, after my first injury, um, I basically played three months and ended up tearing my ACL, MCL, and meniscus on the other knee. Um, so really the hardest part was just being so young and being 13 years old and working your butt off for a year to come back from, at that point in your life, the, the hardest struggle you've ever been through, only to three months later, have it happen all over again. Um, and so I kind of had to make the hard decision of, quitting my career at age 14, and then I went through that next surgery knowing that, okay, I'm going to be strong, I can still be athletic, even if I can't play my sport, and I'm going to recover. And shortly after my second surgery, I found out that basically both of my surgeries had failed. Um, And it was almost as if the surgeries hadn't been done, um, because they were done incorrectly. So unfortunately, even though my playing career was over, I did require two more ACL surgeries. So um, when I graduated high school, I had had four ACL surgeries and one hip surgery. Uh, and wow. we, we ended up finding out that I tore my labrum in my hip possibly at the same time as I tore my ACL on one of my knees. Wow. Uh, and that really the symptoms didn't present themselves till years later. Um so, so that was sort of interesting, but I graduated high school having had five surgeries, um, four ACL surgeries. So uh, my entire high school career was crutches and big knee braces and all my friends are playing sports and dating and going to prom and getting jobs. So it was, it was hard and lonely. Um, and then I went off to college and I studied kinesiology and my biggest goal and inspiration in the world is to help this not happen to anyone else. I get a little choked up when I say that, (laughs) Um, but it's just such a common injury in women. And there seems to be so many more repercussions with failed surgeries in women and it breaks my heart. And so I know deep down that while I've had all these surgery failures, I really hope that my story can help other women not have this happen. And my story can help surgeons better their techniques so that this won't happen. Um, and as I go through college, I end up realizing that my surgeries had yet again failed, Um, and I did everything I possibly could to gain strength and learn as much as I could to rehabilitate myself with the help of my peers and my coaches during my internships at the time, and uh unfortunately, the surgeries were done wrong, and there was only so much I could do strength-wise, and Um, About two years ago, I made the difficult decision. Essentially, instead of going to physical therapy school, I chose to um, try yet again to fix my left knee because it's been a little worse than my right. And I ended up needing two surgeries to fix it this time. Um, So I'm about a year out of one of those surgeries and two years out of the other. Um, But I'm now 29 years old and I've had eight knee and hip surgeries. And uh, I know I will need knee replacements probably before I'm 40. Um, So my huge mission is continue to stay strong and gain strength to prevent all that as well as share my story help others and make sure this never happens again
0: (laughs) right yeah oh my gosh i just it's unbelievable what you've been through i i'm a physical therapist and i have not ever met anyone who has gone through that crazy ordeal so i just commend you for your strength um and i mean it must have taken so much to dig deep even at such a young age um you know having to have repeat surgeries is just oh it's just so tough um and that sort of leads me into the next question Dana. At the time that you were injured, or as you were going through it, did you feel like there was something within you, um, deep within you, or something you had to develop to really help you get through that challenge? Um, yeah, a little of
1: both, honestly. Like, I feel like it helped being an athlete that I sort of had that stubborn athlete mentality. And, you know, sometimes that helps and hurts during rehab, <laughs> obviously. Um, but I, I think, in a way, that helped me long term because. I was so used to my goal being, okay, if I do all this rehab, I can play soccer again. And so I would just simplify and take the emotion out of it and just, all right, do my rehab, play soccer, do my rehab, play soccer, you know? And then as I had more and more surgeries, obviously that became more challenging to simplify. And then, you know, my goal of playing soccer went away. Um, So I really had to dig deep and, kind of adapt into seeing my rehabilitation as my new sport. And um, it's a compromise that no athlete ever wants to have happen. And and it's something I still struggle with. But again, once an athlete, always an athlete. So I kind of would sit there and, okay, maybe I'm only doing quad sets today. And that's all I can do. But I would sit there and realize, this is my sport for right now, and I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities. and I'm going to be proud of myself, and I would kind of just approach it that way and kind of use my stubborn athlete mentality and sort of break it down with, with all I was able to do.
0: So I like that, yeah. Um, and I really like how you mentioned that when it's possible to simplify the task at hand, <clears throat> Um, that, you know, I think that can be so helpful when we're facing some kind of giant obstacle or struggle to just break it down and simplify. Um, and I also liked that you mentioned that, you know, you reminded yourself to be proud of yourself and, you know, each little victory, I'm sure along the way, um, being proud of yourself is something that's really important to kind of continue that motivation and propel you forward. So I like that thought as Mm -hmm. well. Um, All right. Well, so ultimately, obviously, you made it through those surgeries and you're continuing to survive your surgeries. Um, Were there people, Jenna, who helped you along the way? Do you remember something specific maybe someone said to you that was really powerful? Or was there a specific person that was really instrumental for your recovery?
1: Um, Definitely my mother. Um, She's been the only one that surgery after surgery would just stop her entire life to take a week off of work and help me eat and bathe and move. And um, so I definitely could not have done it without her help. Um, but at the same time, having had so many of these, even to, you know, I sort of get to the point where even my parents just, oh yeah, Jenna's having surgery again, no big deal, whatever. She's done it before. She can handle it. <laughs> so it's almost like the more surgeries I had, the less help and support I got which is sort of backwards, but, you know, I was so strong. It was just another Sunday to everyone else. So it just, um, but really it was less of what anyone else said to me because no one else got it. And, you know, I, I would then have friends and peers that I knew he'd have ACL surgery and then they'd return to their sport and then they'd let her and they'd go to college and they just, I couldn't even relate to anyone with a normal ACL injury. I mean, So I kind of had a down moment. I think it was like my junior or senior year of high school where I felt like my friends were moving on and, you know, doing high school things. And I just was stuck on the couch and I was sad and lonely. And, you know, my mom had stopped feeling sorry for me and so had my friends. And I finally was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I can't keep doing this. And I just started saying, you know, okay, if I continue to lay here, things will get worse. So I'm going to sit up and I'm going to force myself through this and I'm going to be patient and persistent. And then all of a sudden that was what motivated me. And any time I had a tough day or a hard rehab session or I didn't want to do my rehab or, or whatever it was, I would literally sit there and close my eyes and start whispering, patience, persistence, patience, persistence. And sometimes I wouldn't believe it, and I it would take me ten minutes of reciting it until I found enough power and motivation to just keep going and do it. And other days I would say it twice, and I'd be like, "Yeah, those are my words. Here I go." And it, but it just it sounds silly, that those two words that I thought of when I was in a down moment have have made me stronger for everything in my whole life. So
0: I love that. Yeah. I'm glad I
1: found my my mental trigger, you know?
0: Yeah, I think the patience and persistence piece is fantastic. I I love that and I, You know, I hear from you and I can um, sort of put myself in your your shoes and imagine what it must be like when you sort of feel like you are all you've got in a way. I mean, you have your family there, but you've been through it so many times that you have to really look within for motivation and find that inner strength. And that's the piece that is so incredible. And then finding that mantra for yourself of patience and persistence Um, it's fantastic too. I think that's a great one that others who might be listening and struggling at this time can use for themselves, or maybe they can come up with their own mantra because it sounds like that really helped to see you through. Okay. And so moving onward, is there anything, Jenna, that you feel like you wished you would have known at the time at the original injury or going through it? Um, in hindsight, is there any, is there anything you wish you would have known?
1: Yeah, um. think the biggest thing I wish I would have known is to to take it more seriously. Um, Not that I didn't take it seriously. It was surgery. It was a big deal. Um, But to really just do my research and interview surgeons, find the surgeon I'm comfortable with, prepare. Um, I think some of us are just so quick to just, okay, I'm injured. Let me find the first surgeon listed in my insurance and let me go see this person. And most all of them are wonderful and incredible, but uh, I just kind of wish I had done more research and approached that in a in a better manner. But really, on the mental side, which is the most important, I wish I would have been you know strong enough and mature enough to know that I wasn't alone with that. And I think that was the hardest part of what I went through. Was even when I would see friends and athletes get injured, they would just get better, and, and I never had that. Um, And then kind of what we touched on before, um, I wish I hadn't been so hard on myself and I wish I'd given myself the credit that I deserve because I was going through some really intense things and, you know, most anyone would struggle with all of that. And I wish I had just kind of allowed myself to be okay with that and not been so hard on myself through that process and, you know, just allowed myself to grieve and fail and grow.
0: Yeah, those, these are great things. Um, there are a couple pieces on what you just said that I'd like to touch on. One is that, um, listeners, you are your own advocate. And like Jenna was mentioning on doing research and finding the right surgeon, um, this applies for you if you have a physical injury. Um, and, and for a lot of different things in life, you're your own advocate, right? And so if you're just going to accept the status quo, um, you might look back and regret that. So I think being your own advocate and yeah doing that research, that's a really great message. And then I you know you were talking about sort of being going easier on yourself and you know your mental state and um, I, you know, I found a quote on your, I believe it was on your Instagram page that I really loved, and that I feel like you embody as you're telling your story, and that's, control your mind and control your life, um, and I really like that, and I feel like it relates so well to your story because if we can just get a handle on our our mind and our outlook and where we're headed, um, that can make such a big difference in our life, and so that's clear from what you're telling me with your journey as well. Mm -hmm. So in, in terms of encouragement, is there are there any you know, is there any are there any words of encouragement that you would offer someone who's going through an ACL surgery right now, the same injury, or maybe even someone who's just going through their own individual struggle in their life? Are there words of encouragement you might offer?
1: Um, well, I think you just took the words out of my mouth which control <laughs> control your mind, control your life. Um, but but yeah, just obviously it's it's something that we go into an ACL surgery thinking it's going to be physically challenging. We never think about the mental challenge. And, and that can probably be said with any challenge we have is, you know, that mental side and, and how hard that is. Um, so really my biggest advice would just be ready to grow and learn a lot in, in that type of a process and recovery and be open to allowing yourself for failure as well as growth and change, which I think some of you know some of that when we when we get injured or we have a, a hard loss in our life or whatever it is we we want to stop and protect and 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 not be vulnerable and not open up and sometimes that makes the healing process harder and again, this is i it, it applies to the physical and mental side of recovery um, for a lot of things. So really just knowing that you can be open and that it will be hard and you will fail and you will you know, rise again and just being able to be open with that process and know that there's going to be ups and downs and be able to control your mind in the ups and the downs. Um, and I just found that helps me to take the emotion out is if I take the emotion out, I'm not gonna be sad. And then I'm gonna control my mind, which controls my life. And it just it kind of made it seem seamless in that way. So
0: Yeah, it's a very that's, um, very, that's don't very overwhelm possible. with emotion and
1: focus on the control side.
0: I like that. Yeah, and, and clearly as you were going through all these surgeries and the recovery and the rehabilitation You know, going back to our quote from the beginning, you could have made yourself miserable. You know, I mean, you had every right. You probably would have had every right to make yourself miserable because it was a grueling experience and I'm sure it was very challenging. But you chose to make yourself strong. And, you know, I think that that made all the difference and um, it's a choice and um, I just commend you for that, and I really I, – your strength is so impressive, Jenna. Um, speaking of the patience and persistence piece, I also noticed I think people can buy those shirts. Do you have those shirts for sale still, Jenna? Yes,
1: I do. Um, they're actually on teespring.com. Okay. Um, but I do have links on my Instagram. It's kind of a long um, handle, but it's teespring.com backslash stores backslash genactive. But I also have it on my Instagram, which would probably be the easiest route.
0: Great. So can you give people, um, listeners out there, your Instagram handle so they can find you there and follow you, your inspirational journey? Because I think that's awesome. So go ahead and tell them where to find you on Instagram.
1: Yes. So my social media handles are at Genactive. It's J-E-N-N-A-C-T-I-V-E. And then my website is jenactive.com. And my book, Surviving 7, is um, on Amazon. You could
0: type in Surviving 7 and it will come right up. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I would encourage our listeners to follow Jen, to check out that her book. And um, also, if you'd like a, a Patience and Persistence shirt, um check that out as well i think that that's an awesome mantra and one that we should all keep in mind when we're struggling so jenna it has been lovely having you i really enjoyed um hearing your wisdom and thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you so much for having me it was such a pleasure awesome all right listeners if you are struggling with a problem today be a big or small it's always a choice you can make yourself miserable or you can make yourself strong. Patience and persistence. Connected, we can rise. Thank you for listening.